Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, helping you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. It's all right here for you with this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. Remember to visit us online, too, at besteveryou.com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Best Ever You Show. We're thankful that you're with us and very grateful, as always. Uh, We've done over 430 shows now in many, many years and have millions of downloads and listens and shares and all that stuff. And that's all you guys because I don't advertise at all. And it's a lot of social media and all you guys wrapping your arms and hearts around our guests and really embracing what they have to say and why they're here and uh, us giving you a, an hour to talk about all about them. And today's a really neat show. Um, before we get started, I have Coach David Anderson, who's going to come on with us here in a, bit, in a minute. He's the head baseball coach of the Watertown Rapids. The Watertown Rapids is a perfect game collegiate league, or it's in the perfect game collegiate league. He's going to correct all my baseballisms. You guys know me. <laughs> we'll get all this perfect by him. Um, but he's also, this is really neat too, he's also the assistant coach of Cornell University too. So um, really neat. We're going to have some baseball. We're going to chat about baseball. But we're also going to talk about those things we always talk about on Best Ever You, like goals, dreams, how did you get to this point, and all that stuff. And so it was really interesting. Um, Before I went on the air today, um, I was out and about, and somebody handed me this card, and it says, let your dreams take you places. And uh, boy, is that a saying. And Coach Anderson, I'm going to call you Coach Anderson. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you here. for having me. Yeah, thank you. What about this saying, huh? Let your dreams take you places. How does that apply? It's pretty cool. Absolutely. Huh? You know, I, I think that that's, that's something that's kind of applied to me from the start because I knew since I was a little kid I wanted to stay in baseball. It, it initially wanted to be a professional baseball player, and I got to do that for a couple of years. and. Now, now I'm fortunate enough to be in in another aspect. Yeah, this Watertown Rapids stuff. This is cool. This is spreading all over the internet, and people are really. I mean, the town of Watertown just must be so excited for this all, and you know, watching it unfold and grow and everything. Do you tell us what the Watertown Rapids um, is, just for the people listening? Absolutely. So, so I grew up in Syracuse, New York. Um, it's about an hour south of Watertown, and um, Watertown's kind of been a staple. Um, for collegiate summer baseball and um, the last three years there has not been a collegiate summer team at all Um, ironically the first independent pro team I played um, played for played in Watertown Um, that ended up folding though so there's been nothing in the stadium for the last 18 months and um, you know around here it's something that you you think of the perfect game league it's one of the highest um, leagues of collegiate summer ball there's over 40 established leagues um, and it's it's an it's an experience that can't really be replicated in other sports. I don't think um, you don't really see it in college basketball, college football, but college summer ball is is a huge thing in guys' development, and um, it's exciting that it's going to be back in Watertown. And I know from when I went up there and did a press conference there, the people there are extremely excited about it as well. So I think it's going to be something really. I mean, it's already been something very special to be a part of, um, but by the time we get there in another 13 days, I think it is now. 
um, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and um, if people want to participate in this, the, I think the website's watertown-rapids.com. Did I get that right? That is correct. And if that, um, there's more information about the league as a whole at pgcbl.com, but our uh, team website is watertown-rapids.com, correct. And then uh, you're also pretty active on Facebook, and then Twitter is Watertown Rapids, right? So to make sure I have correct, all that. Correct. Okay. Yes, awesome. we have, we have and, two people dedicated to that, and they do a great job. Yeah, they sure do. They're very they're very active. Now I saw I saw on um, Twitter that you know this is bigger than baseball, and I know we're gonna we're gonna kind of bounce around a little bit here and talk about different things, but I saw that there's a lot of volunteering going on, and that just makes my heart sing. As you know, best ever you. We're all about those well-rounded you know people. Um, do you want to talk about some of the impact that the team's going to have on the community and, and volunteerism and the spirit of community? Absolutely. I think if, um, if you go to our Twitter page, one of the first things is a community-minded baseball organization, um, and that's 100% true. And when I was interviewing through the process, that was, that was something that stuck out to me about our owners. We have um, Dan Velt, Paul Velt. Mike Shell, um, and those guys are incredible people. They have experience in the business, but what really stuck out was kind of their emphasis on they want this to be an important and beneficial thing for all the community. Um, so that, that's pretty big to me. Um, when I played, we did a lot of things with a couple organizations called Versus Cancer, which raises uh, money and awareness for childhood cancer and I think that was important because my freshman year of college, we, we participated in that. We did a good job, and then we actually got to see that what we raised went to the Children's Hospital in the Lehigh Valley. Um, so we kind of nice. saw a direct impact of what we could do. And I think for me, um, the community service aspect kind of took off from there. Um, yeah. So we're going to plan a couple things. This summer I know our goal is to be present on the military base. We're going to run a camp for the children there. Um, we're going to try and get into a hospital, do a hospital visit. Um, and we're going to do a couple different things with the YMCA and kind of just get out and try and help the community. Um, I'm that's not sure fabulous. if you're familiar with the Challenger League, um, but that's another one that's for, it is for children with disabilities. Um, so you go and you play a game with them. You're assigned to a kid Aww. and that's your kid for the game. So you go, everybody hits, everybody scores. Um, and it's a really good time. And I think it's important for our guys to see. And um, it, it kind of makes – it's a special game that night because when I played, we did the Challenger game early. You played with them, and then they stayed for the game and kind of gives you oh. appreciation and understanding for uh, what you're actually doing on the field. Oh, yeah, definitely. I know um, we – you know, it's funny, there's this picture circulating um, here in Maine, and it was of these three little boys in the dugout over at a Cape Elizabeth game. And – I don't think it mattered what happened in that game. That whole both teams were like, there are three kids in our dugout, <laughs> you know, they were just watching, yep. and it meant it was it was life. It probably was a life changing moment for those three kids, because you know, to to little kids, uh, you know, a, a senior in high school, you know, looks like an adult, <laughs> you know, and so the, absolutely, you know, absolutely. So and and that picture's been everywhere here in Maine. Just the the little faces and how 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 much of a moment that mattered to them. So I, that's great to hear that you're doing all that, um, and uh, it's really important. So that that's nice to hear. So um, okay, so take take us to Watertown Rapids for a little bit here, and um, it, I already kind of have a favorite player, and it's it, it's not my own kid. 
<laughs> I have to disclose it. No, I love, I love my own kiddos on here too. I I do. I don't say that, but <laughs> but I, you know, I I am. I think Matt Ballon is just a, a wonderful. So I've enjoyed. I have so enjoyed hearing all about Matt Bellin and so have all these other players too, I'm sure. Do you want to talk about him a little bit? I know we, we've talked about him before, but um, he, he seems to be, you know, really part of that area and people are very excited to have him on this team. And I think it's fabulous. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I won't tell Cam he's your favorite player. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So Matt, Matt's a pretty special kid. Um, he's from the area yeah. to start with, and he ended up going to a junior college in Syracuse, actually. Um, yeah. He went there, played extremely well, um, set a bunch of records, and kind of worked his way um, to earning a spot at Cortland State, where he's actually – he plays in about two-hour tournament, actually. Um, oh, but wow. he's he's a kid that it kind of embodies someone that doesn't necessarily get the direct route that they might've wanted to go, they go the Juco route and things kind of pan out for them because they work hard and, and um, they do the right things. And then, then they end up where they want to be. And he kind of embodies that the community is really proud of him. You can tell that. Um, And you can tell they're pretty fired up. He's actually going to start our home opener um, June 2nd. So that's been a pretty big deal up there. And I think he'll get a lot of, a lot of support from the community. Yeah, I I just think it's so I I think it's so neat to learn about all the individual players. Um as you know, when you take your parents through a journey like this, it's it's not just about your own child, it's about you know, it's a team of people and coaches and the the parents of those kids and everything and it's been such a wonderful learning experience. Um it, to to learn all about all of this incredible hard work. And I was wondering if you could just take a moment and and help us understand sort of what goes into this moment of showing up in Watertown and playing on this team. It has, it, my jaw drops at how hard these kids work. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's important to recognize. Um, and the other thing that's important to recognize is they're all coming from very, very different backgrounds, which I think is exciting. Um, we've got kids that are coming from California in NAIA schools, which is a separate, separate from the NCAA. Um, we've got kids that are coming from big division one schools. We've got kids coming from division two, division three schools. And the thing that they all have in common is that they all have the same goal. They want to play professional baseball and they're here to do it together. Um, so the, the process that they go through, you know, it's, it's, it's tough because like we said, there's 40 summer leagues, say maybe 400 accepted summer teams um, within the leagues, just kind of ballparking. And you consider how many college baseball players there are. That's not everybody's going to have a spot to play. Um, so our job is to figure out which kids fit athletically, but more importantly, we wanted to make sure we have the kids that fit personality wise. So we want to hear about the kids that are putting in the extra work in the fall and they go through fall ball and they go through the winter program and they're, they're working on lifting four times a week. They're on a throwing program you know, there is, it's a, it's a 24 seven thing once you get to college. And I think it's a big reward that they get to come and play in the perfect game league. And they're going to have a support system that they have from the community in Watertown and they deserve it because of the work they've put in. And I, I know when they get up there, they're going to continue to do it as well. Now, how excited are you to be the head coach? How awesome is that? Uh, how, I'm, that I'm is... pretty fired up about it. <laughs> I think so. Um, 
tell us about your journey toward toward that moment and what that moment was, was like when they said, yes, Coach Anderson, you are the head baseball coach <laughs> of the Watertown Rapids. Did you, did yeah, it, it was like, a pretty yeah. whirlwind of a journey. Um, the the one thing about the baseball industry that I've learned, I'm, I'm young, I'm still learning my journey, finding my way and figuring out where I'm going to end up. But the thing I've learned is that there's no one – no one way to get something done. So there's no common trajectory where you start here and then this is your next step. You, you kind of bounce around. Um, so once I got into coaching, um, I served as the recruiting coordinator and the pitching coach at Muhlenberg College where I played. Um, I was lucky enough to become the volunteer assistant at Cornell University. And usually for summer, you're going to be on the road recruiting, working camps. And um, Dan Papaselli, our head coach, um, I was lucky enough for him to come up to me and say, hey, I think it'd be good for you if you could coach summer ball. And I put in some applications, (laughs) and it just so happened that Watertown's manager at the time wasn't going to be able to coach this summer. Um, So I got a call back. We went from there, and it just kind of seemed like a fit right away. Um, Our values kind of aligned. Our vision for the team kind of aligned. Um, We we started behind the eight ball, and we knew it was going to be a lot of work. Um, But – we're right here now, and it's been an extremely exciting and rewarding journey so far. So I can hear in your voice that you're an extremely coachable person yourself. And I can hear what, with what you said that you're still learning and you admit that you're still learning. How important Absolutely. is that? Yeah, how important? Can, can you stress that? Like if there's, a, if there's a person listening who wants to play college baseball, wants to play high school baseball, wants to play in the perfect game collegiate summer league, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Can you, can you talk about how important it is to listen to, yeah. <laughs> to listen. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, and that's one of the things that, you know, I think when you look back at kind of the sports industry and, the culture of sports, it's changed now from where it was in the seventies when you watch, um, you, you know, you see Bobby Knight for one who's throwing chairs on the field or on the court in the basketball game. And it's, it's kind of changed now because a lot of kids I think become coachable that may not be coachable to other people when, when they realize you care about them. Um, and I think that that starts when you, when you prove you can listen to them. Um, and even little things, you know, you, you see someone that's slacking off on, maybe even something stretching. They're not stretching the right way. And you correct them right there. They might be, man, coaches all over me. That's annoying. But at the same time, now they know you care. Um, so I think that that's a big thing is being able to show attention to detail with kids. But the biggest thing is listening to kids. Um, you know, you can talk until you're blue in the face, but if they don't have your respect and they don't know that you respect them, everything you're saying is going in one ear and out the other. And I think that especially with today's game, there are so many things that are around now that weren't before their spin rate They're, you know, they're measuring how hard a ball comes off your bat, how, what angle, how hard it's spinning, which way it's spinning, the spin efficiency, all this stuff. But all that, it, it, you know, it doesn't mean anything. You can't do anything with it unless your guys are kind of bought into what you're doing and what you want to be going in that direction with. Um, so I think it's important that you guys share a common goal between, you know, that there's your team leader, there's your team captain, there's your coach. Everybody's got to kind of share that goal in order to be successful. Yeah. Can you take keep talking about? I want to, can you keep talking about yourself for a little bit? Is that okay? <laughs> I, I want to go back. <laughs> to, no because I think it's. I th- well, I think it's wonderful when we have someone, you know, a, a head coach on here. Um, 
because people love to hear the how, you know, how did you do that? Um, and why? And, you know, all those, you know, the, the big questions. And so I was wondering if you might take us back to middle school and tell, okay. tell our listeners what you were like in middle school and how, how you went from middle school to high school to college and sort of what that process was. Um, even if you want to go back further to Little League or something like that, I'm a big fan of Little League. <laughs> but I love T-ball. Yeah. T-ball rules. <laughs> absolutely. <But>. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I was, I was kind of a unique individual um, growing up, I, I wasn't the cartoon type. I was always watching sports, playing sports. Um, I think in, in my house, my mom's actually got a picture of me when I was about a foot and a half, two feet tall, hitting off a milk carton because that was the right height to hit a wolf ball off of. So sports were always kind of in my blood. Um, <laughs> yep, yep. But um, for me, I, I kind of always knew that I wanted to coach at some point whenever I could, couldn't play anymore. Um, because when I was in middle school, I found my favorite video game was a college baseball game where you got to recruit players. And I thought the recruiting part was cooler than the actual playing part. Um, so I think it's, (laughs) I think it's kind of fun to build, build something, um, and, and kind of have something that's, that's your own to craft and hopefully steer in the right direction. Um, but in middle school, you know, I, I played baseball, I played soccer, I played basketball, I played lacrosse for a little bit, I skated, I kind of did a little bit of everything. Um, So I wasn't the one that was playing baseball 24-7, I was playing whatever sport it was that season. Yeah, you'll have to have a soccer game. (laughs) Soccer, you said soccer. (laughs) Absolutely. No, No. so good, so you did multi-sports and didn't just focus on baseball. Um, So then, what was that like though, when when you were like, you know, I'm pretty good at this baseball thing. I, I think I'll give that a whirl. Where, what was that moment like? Yeah, I knew, I always knew that baseball was going to be my sport. Um, I kind of played, I played all the travel circuits and club ball and went and did the recruiting tournaments and stuff like that. Um, but I don't think there was ever a time where I enjoyed another sport any less. Um, I just knew that that was the right route. Um, I'd say if I had to pick one, baseball probably was my favorite, but I enjoyed it all. Um, and once I really committed to this is what this is what I'm best at, this is what I like the most, um, it was just a fun process for me. Um, I was, I'm, I mean, I, I haven't grown in the last six years, but I'm pretty short for a Division One prospect. So I, I um, kind of targeted lower schools. I wasn't targeted as a D1 prospect. I wasn't targeted as a D2 prospect. Um, so I kind of climbed the ladder, um, kind of the roundabout way to get where I got. Um, I went mm-hmm. to all D3, all D3 schools. I applied to all D3 schools. Um, and I think there was a lot of value in that for me personally. Um, but that, that was kind of the moment that I knew when I, when I got my first recruiting letter, if you will, that I was like, wow, it's pretty cool. Um, and it was yeah. a pretty rewarding experience. So I knew that that was, that was the route I was going to go. Yeah, I absolutely love D3 schools and D3 baseball. I have an odd fascination for it, and I don't know why, and it's it's just something I'm sort of learning that's growing on me more and more and more and more. Um, I love um, – yeah, I, lo- I love this whole thing of the concept of student-athlete, and I love it when student-athletes are, you know, the community service, you know, all, everything you're talking about um, – uh, yeah. So anyway, that's just a side comment. <laughs> I love D three school. Absolutely. Anyway, you, you mentioned it, but um, I 
one of my points there is um, I'm wondering if you could talk about the student athlete as a whole, uh, because there there are people um, that sometimes get lost uh, in the whole baseball thing, and maybe baseball isn't for them, or somebody tells them no, or you know all those things that happen with baseball or any other sport for that matter. And so there's this whole student part of you too. Uh, do you want yep. to talk about like student athlete? Take that. Area? Definitely. I, yeah, go ahead. D- definitely. Um, so I think that's pretty applicable um, for me because where I went to school, we had a we had a coaching change going into my sophomore year, and I wasn't sure what I was going to do, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to stay or not. And I went down and I met with him during the summer to try and figure out if I was going to transfer or stay. Um, and he he gave me his whole recruiting pitch of why I should stay, and he had three goals for me. And uh, the first was to be the best student you could be in the classroom. The second was to be the best son you can be to your family. And the third was to be the best athlete you can be on the field. Um, and to me, that kind of really hit home. And he oh, looked yeah. at me, he's like, it's pretty simple. I'm, I'm asking you to be great in everything that you do. And that was something that I bought into. And at that point, I knew that I wanted to be a part of that program. I wanted to play for him. And I ended up coaching for him for two years after college as well. Um, so that's something that I've kind of embodied. Um, and I think for me, um, the student part of it is huge. I'm, I'm currently in grad school right now, um, and I took two years off between it, and I kind of missed it, actually, which, which is surprising, but I did. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> and yeah, I know, I know. Um, but I think that there's a lot of value in the work that kids put in in the classroom and yeah. a lot of stuff that they might not enjoy at the time, but they'll look back, and it happened to me this year is like, man, I didn't like that class, but I got through it. And I think persistence is something that you learn. Um, and I, I was actually reading a quote the other day that persistence is something um, that, that is learned, not, not born with. And that's because once you understand what comes from being persistent, um, only then will you become persistent. Um, so mm-hmm. I think for me, when, once I saw, wow, I can get through that. I can get through that class. I don't enjoy it, but I can do it and I can do it well. Um, I really learned what, what persistence is. And like you said, being told no, I've been told no a lot and it's, it's become easier and easier to, all right, turn the page next, next thing. Um, and not giving up on it, but finding a different route. And I think that a lot of that comes from being, um, in an academic environment. Sure. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that. No, for a minute, I'm going to go there. That was, that was a, an awesome ex- uh, elaboration on student athletes too. Cause I, I just think that whole, that whole concept of, you know, that well-rounded person is just so critical. Um, just, I don't know, that might be the 50 year old mom in me, <laughs> but you know, I look, I look and I'm like, you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a big part, you know? <laughs> so, um, but let's talk about no, because, you know, boy, my goodness, if I received my fair share of no's in my own life, you know, especially publishing a book and so forth, I have a stack of rejection letters that's, you know, two feet high to get to that. Yes. And you talked about persistent and so forth. Can you talk about how important it is to surround, and this is a leading question, but how important it is to surround yourself with people who believe in you, um, who will tell you the truth um, and not naysay you, but support you, you know, maybe steer you in the right direction or different direction, you know, all those things that go into not being like a dream squash or a negative person around you. How important it is absolutely when you absolutely especially when you have a huge um, goal without a doubt and i think for me the first people that goes to are, are my parents um and 
for me, I knew that I wanted to play professional baseball and I spent countless, countless, countless hours, everyone that I could email, whether it was a scout, whether it was a player development person, every single team, um, major league, minor league, all the scouting directors, every independent league. I probably sent about 8,000 emails my senior year um, trying to get a look. And once that didn't pan out the way I wanted, um, I kind of, I finished my degree um, I did well in school and I was set to graduate and I told my parents that I wanted to continue and I found a bunch of, a bunch of tryouts and I actually skipped my senior week, um, to go do these tryouts. And there were definitely some people that didn't understand, but the people that supported me, it meant a lot. Um, and sure. it ended up panning out. I got signed there. Um, and then from there I got signed by the bluefish. Um, and even then I got, I got told, no, I had a couple individual workouts with a couple teams and I was told, no, I wasn't throwing hard enough or no, I wasn't big enough. And it, it just changed how I went about things, but it didn't make me give it up. Um, so I think being told no can, it's, it's not easy to hear. Um, but it just changes your perspective on, okay, now I'm going to go prove you wrong or maybe, <laughs> Hey, he was, he was right. He was right. Now I got to change this or how can I make that better? Um, sure. So I think honest evaluation is huge, and especially in a sport like baseball, it's built on failure. Um, you got to be able to respond to failure and be able to be honest with yourself, look in the mirror, and say, "What, what am I doing wrong here?" Yeah, and uh, but I, you know, I like what you just said uh, a lot uh, about self confidence. Absolutely. I mean, how I mean, sounds like you you know you got a, a a few little you know whatever you want to call it, you know, static on your radio a little bit, but you stood sort of firmly in your own belief in yourself. Did you, or did, were Absolutely. you like, eh? I mean, were there wavering points or were you? No, just, there was so- never, there was never a wavering point. Um, I just knew in in my heart and in my head that it was something that I could do. Um, yeah. And I think that that kind of goes with, a lot of stuff in baseball because there's there's a very limited number of jobs. It's players, limited number of jobs. is front office people, limited number of jobs, and coaches. And there's a lot of people that want those limited number of jobs. Um, so I think if you're going to be successful in it, you really have to believe that I can do this and I can excel at this. And there's got to be something that you believe makes you special compared to the next 50 people that are going to apply for it. Um, so I think just, just being confident in your abilities while – more importantly, being able to constantly adapt and learn is huge. Yeah. Uh, um, what do you think about the whole um, – I, I, well, okay, hang on. I've noticed that in in baseball, and I don't know if this applies to all sports, cause I'm a gymnast, and I, so I know it exists in my sport, um, or was a gymnast, <laughs> was – was this critical there? <laughs> was a gymnast. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, that there's a there's a camaraderie. I guess is what I'm saying. Like a family. Like a you know, like the people turn around and help the younger folks succeed with their dreams and goals and so forth. And it seems like, in particular, in baseball, people are always watching out for each other. It is so Definitely. cool to see. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. Um, and it's, it's admirable. And I don't know if, if you all know that already, or if <laughs> it's really cool to see though. Um, yeah, is I, it real I, or is that just my perception? It. Oh no, it's, it's definitely real. Okay. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't even necessarily call it a coaching industry. It's kind of more of a fraternity. Um, yeah. and where it's really evident, there's, um, 
the American Baseball Coaches Association has a convention once a year. Um, I wasn't able to make it out to it, but, I mean, I've been to a smaller one, one of the barnstormer ones that they do that are a little bit smaller, and there's coaches that are Little League coaches all the way through to, you know, Butch Thompson from Auburn coached or um, talked there. So you're having the top-level guys mixed in with someone who might be coaching their 10-year-old son's team. Um, So it's pretty cool to be a part of. And, you know, you really – you see the same faces over and over all summer long. You're recruiting the same events. You're recruiting against the same guys. Um, so you really get to know each other. And especially in this business where there's such high turnover, you might be coaching with someone that you are coaching against three years ago and then hopping around coaching against them six years later again. So it's, it's a frequent face. Um, you're seeing frequent faces everywhere you go, and you kind of get to know people pretty quick. Yeah. Um... We're going to go back to, to you pitching for, for a little bit here and you playing baseball, and then we're going to go back to the Watertown Rapids. Does that sound okay? Do you want to talk about Absolutely. Cornell in there too? Got a, we've got about 15 minutes or so left, but I'd love to hear about uh, your success as, as a pitcher. Um, it sounds like you did a lot of really neat things um, for Muhlenberg and in, in, uh, in, pro you know like in the I think you played did you play in the New York you played in the New York Collegiate Baseball League right I did <laughs> for the Geneva did. Twins so yeah to, I did take it and run with it because I mean that's it's pretty neat stuff you've yeah done. so I went into college and I, I pitched and played shortstop my first year I played a little bit of shortstop um, didn't pitch much so I didn't play too much my freshman year and then uh, my sophomore year, I was put in the starting rotation. Our new coach came in and said, you're going to be a starter. You're not going to hit anymore. Um, so that was about the last time I touched a bat. But um, it's, it's been good. I kind of ran with that. And I, I threw pretty hard. I didn't really know how to pitch the way I do now um, at that point. So I, I had a tough year, especially when I went to summer ball when I was playing against kids that are from Georgia and the University <laughs> of Georgia and, you know, competition like that. They're – they're not too impressed with a fastball that they can turn around pretty quick. Um, so I learned pretty quickly from that. Um, right. Took that back to Muhlenberg. I had one of my best years and then went back to summer ball again and had probably the best season I've ever had. And that kind of put me on the map. And, you know, again, that's kind of another version of a no is I wasn't successful the way I wanted to be. And I'm pretty persistent with that. And if, if I set my mind on something, I'm going to do it until I do it right. Um, so I kind of pushed myself to get to that point. And um, once once I graduated, I went through the tryout circuit. I played in a pretty pretty low-level independent league. We we actually – you could write a book about – there is a book about it, actually. Um, and we we had about four guys living in a Motel 6 room. Is kind of that story, the, the <laughs> yeah. movie-type scene. Um, but it paid off. Um, I got signed from an open tryout with the Bridgeport Bluefish and – the same thing happened there. It was I was there to make one start. I threw pretty well, and um, the guy the night after me didn't throw well. He got released. They took me on the trip to Texas. I threw well. The guy after me didn't throw too well. He got traded. So that's kind of how I made the team um, and just kind of <laughs> took, never took that for granted. It is. It's pretty cutthroat. Um, it, it is. It really is. Um, but that's it's tough yes, to it's kind of, part of it. perform in that for some people. Um, but it's it's a nature of the game that you kind of have to accept and try and block out and just perform your best. Yeah, when that when that happens to you, how do you how do you set your mindset back? Like if something like that happens where you're like, okay, yeah, you're getting cut, and you know, in 20 seconds, you know, it's over. 
how do you recover from that and not go into oh I'm terrible mode? Because yeah. from a I'm going into fifty year old mom here and self help guru kind of thing for a moment because I always wonder if people really know how awesome they are. Uh, because even to get to like this point, you've got to be pretty amazing. I mean, the amount of people that don't move on, even like from in into high school baseball and then go beyond that. And it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Do people remember that they're pretty awesome or do people get all like, Oh, I'm terrible. You know, that kind of thing. You know, that's a pretty big mix of both. Um, really? You, you see that I, you know, there's times where I think a lot of guys that I saw struggling in those scenarios kind of lost track of, Hey, this, this is the ability that I have and I'm, I'm pretty good at this. Um, yeah. So I think, like you said, it's very important to, to stay on that and kind of keep your mind where your feet are and understand, hey, I got myself here. I, I can I can do this. Um, but yeah. I think that there are definitely people that struggle with that. Um, so I think a lot of stuff, I know for me, it wasn't physical talent that got me to where I was at. It was, I think I was mentally better than other people may have been. Um, so I think that the mind plays a huge part in what you're capable of doing and what, what the mind allows you to do. Yeah, I, sometimes I'll be watching baseball on TV and I'll hear like such and such is having a bad game, you know, whatever, you know, they're 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 bad today or whatever, you know, I don't know how they phrase it and everything, but it makes me cringe and want to pick up a phone and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, they're a professional baseball player. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Reminder, exactly. They're amazing. Um, so, but you know, it's, it's the different nuances of at that level, like or any level of what separates greatness is so slight. It's, yep. It, it's wild to me. Um, and I think that that that's cr- evident when you go to college from high school as well. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, the the difference between, hey, that, that's the best player in his county. Now he's just kind of mixed in. So there's got to be something else that gets you over that hump. And a lot of times I think that's the mental aptitude of that player. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's go back to the Watertown Rapids because we've got about 10 minutes left. And tell us what's in store for us um, as, you know, Watertown Rapids fans because there's a lot of games. There's a really cool stadium. I'm seeing T-shirts, hats, volunteer opportunities, job opportunities. (laughs) Give us the rundown on the Watertown Rapids. So this, the way that this is going to be kind of run, you know, we have um, our GM, Brandon Noble, um, we have Madeline Hoyle, who's another full-time employee for us. We have our three owners that kind of work with us, and everyone's bought into making this the best fan experience possible. So this is going to be, um, you know, Paul Velt and uh, Mike Shell were actually owners in the New York Penn League um, for Geneva and Watertown. And I, I believe it was the Geneva Cubs at the time and the Watertown Indians at the time. So that was mm-hmm. a single-A team. Um, so they, they're all their experiences in professional baseball. They did an unbelievable job and we're going to run this like it is professional baseball. Um, so we're going to give the kids an experience of, Hey, this is what the minor leagues look like. And that, that's a huge thing for summer ball is prepping kids for, Hey, you're, you're no longer, um, sitting in class right now. Um, can you keep your mind right for a day? Can you make sure you're doing the right things when you don't have a coach that's looking after you, um, in a study hall? when you don't have your parents that are keeping you on track. You know, there's a lot of responsibility that goes with summer ball, and I think that's important for prepping them for their next step. So we're going to do everything from that respect for players this summer um, and also give the fans that same experience for, you know, we have the Auburn Double Days up the road, and we want to be comparable to that game experience as well. What is that? They're in the New York Penn League right now. Um, So they're a minor league baseball team. 
Um, they have a great stadium. They do a great job, um, and we're gonna we're gonna be doing the similar things. We have on-air personality. We're gonna do the in-between innings, games, all that sort of stuff. So we're we're gonna make it a fun family environment for everybody. Sounds like a blast. Um, how Absolutely. can people get tickets? Can you do you just walk up and get tickets, or do you buy season tickets, or what's what is uh, that process? You can do both. Um, so oh, nice. Brandon's done a good job in marketing all that. Um, we can go to single ticket, single game tickets, just go up to the box office. And they also have deals where you can get, I believe it's a seven or 10 game pack, um, family pack, or you can go and get season tickets for the whole season for 24, uh, 24 home games, um, 48 games total. We'll play 24 at home. So there's a lot of different ticket options. There's group options. Um, we've got three fireworks nights lined up. Um, oh, I know we've got a military night. We've got a couple little league nights. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities to get a lot of people to the stadium. Yeah. Now, um, okay. Now the next part, these, the players aren't allowed to listen to this part. You ready? <laughs> we'll block All them right. from listening. <laughs> what do you think they're going to teach? <laughs> what do you think they're going to teach you? I know you're going to have That's... a lot to teach them, but what do you think they're going to teach you? You know, I don't know if I necessarily have an expectation. I know that I'm going to learn a lot from them. This is my first time being a head coach at this <laughs> level. Um, yeah. So I think I'm probably going to learn a lot really quick. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of lessons that they kind of teach me along the way that, you know, I may not have expected to go through in, in different scenarios. And it might not be necessarily baseball related. It might be um, something off the field, something um, with leadership, whatever it may be. Um, I'm definitely excited to see the lessons I'm going to learn from them, but you know, I don't know that I can pinpoint what it's going to be sure. right now. What's the, do you have a moment in, in your own career where you can remember where you, you had a, like a, not that you did anything wrong or anything like that. I'm not phrasing it like that, but do you have a moment where like somebody, um, you, somebody t- like a takeaway where you learned something super valuable? Do you have a moment, like a pivotal moment or anything like that? Is there a moment where you were thinking about giving up? I you know the, those moments are all different for people. I was just curious. Give your yeah. Give a I moment think, where you. Um, for me, it was my second year playing with the Bridgeport Bluefish, and um, I was called in and told I was going to be traded. Um, I, I was given the option to be between being traded and released, um, or I could travel with the team for the weekend and then deal with it when I came back. And you know there were. On that team, 14 of the 25 guys on the roster had played in the big leagues, and then there's me who came from Division Three baseball. Um, and I, I really looked up to some of them, and I got a lot of different mixed opinions, and I ended up going on the trip. And I actually threw in the first game, and I threw my best game of the season. Um, <laughs> I came in out of the bullpen, and I threw five innings and shut them out, got the win, and they ended up not trading me when I got back. But it was probably the most – kind of justifying game and feeling that I've ever had that it was like, man, I was almost traded 24 hours ago and now I just went out and won us a game and the guys were pretty fired up and it was big testament for me to kind of look back and say, all right, that's the biggest challenge that I've faced here. Um, And I kind of overcame it. And then they kept me for another two to three weeks after that. So it it was a big test for me and it was, it was was a big victory mentally for me as well. That's awesome. That's, Thank you for sharing that. I know that that opens you up, you know, to be all vulnerable and stuff. But I, I really appreciate that, and I bet I bet that you know somebody listening really, you know, that can change a life too, because they might hear that and say, 
a lot of different people who listen to this show. I never have. It always amazes me who says, you know, I heard him say that and it changed my life. So good job there. Um, can you talk? Can you talk about Cornell University? This is awesome. Um, I I never have followed Cornell University baseball before, and I started following about halfway through your season, and it's so much fun. <laughs> can you it is. can you talk about how? Oh my gosh, yeah! What a what a spirit and a spunk and professionalism and the teams you guys play and oh my gosh. Um, how did you end up at Cornell University Baseball? Um, so after the end of our season at Muhlenberg last year, um, I knew that they had had an opening for that position, so I sent in my resume like any other job. Um, and I had two phone interviews. They brought me on campus, and um, we both kind of determined that it was a fit for each of us. And I, I took that job pretty quickly once they offered it. Um, sure. And I've been there since last August. Yeah. And how's it going? I mean, do you just absolutely love it? Yeah, it's it's a great place. Um, <laughs> we had our senior day at home, and it's it's a, it was an extremely special group of kids. And like you said, the the atmosphere it's it's a different feel. Um, yeah. And we we kind of did something special um, for senior day that I had never seen before. And um, after the game, the team, the entire team, lines the infield bases. And the seniors walk around the bases for their last time, and they get to kind of talk to each guy individually. And it was it was pretty cool. Um, and to see the emotion that our guys had on their faces, and you know, it, it was something special to be a part of. And I think that that is when you see kind of the camaraderie and what baseball can do to a group of guys. And that's kind of my goal to bring bring a team together to that level. And that's when you know you did it right. Yeah. Um, can you can you spot your coaches? Like in your players, can you can you tell who's going to be a coach? <laughs> I, just, I, I think had a, there's I had definitely a some that you can point out. Um, I've I've definitely got a couple that I've told I can see you coaching. No no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> what what is it about them that makes them a coach? Are they are they correcting or giving their feedback or do they just see something different or what what is that? Because uh, I I keep hearing that I'm like you can spot the coaches. <laughs> I think it's cute. You know I. It's hard to pinpoint a certain thing. There's definitely some that are pretty overt about it, and you can say you can see they're really enthusiastic. They have a charisma about them that you can see um, playing well as a coach. But then there's also a couple. You know, one of our quietest kids was a senior, and he was just a leader. He didn't talk much, but what he did, kids followed. So I think it's just kind of a leadership quality and seeing how people mm-hmm. respond to each player individually. Yeah, oh, got it. Um, okay, with two minutes to go. I know I've asked you everything all over the map and back again, but is there anything that I haven't asked you that we should talk, we should chat about? Did I miss anything completely? Um, do you want to talk about perfect game, the, the league as a whole or anything like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. We okay. can touch on that for sure. Um, That'd be great. I think, yeah, no problem for, for people that aren't familiar with it. Um, there were 40 kids that were selected in the 2017 MLB draft that played in the league. Um, so oh, wow. it is a pretty big feat. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of talent. Um, and so I think cool. what's special about it, yeah, absolutely. And what's special about it is that they're not all kids from the same area. They're not all kids from the same division. And they're all going the same place. So I think that that's pretty special. Um, and you'll see that with our team this year because we have a lot of kids from diverse backgrounds. Um, and they're all on the same playing field. And you'll see – 
once you get out there that there's not that much difference between, hey, that big D1 kid and that D3 kid, they're all there for the same reason. Um, they might yeah. be different sizes, you know, they might have a different skill set. Um, what they do in their game might be different, but they're all there. They're all successful and it's really high quality baseball. Hmm. And, um, where, no, <clears throat> excuse me. Now this is the New York, um, perfect game collegiately. Do I have that right? So like Correct. the teams in the teams that the Watertown Rapids play, are, are they all from New York or do they stretch up into Canada? How, uh, they how does are. that go? And we've yeah, got a little bit of time. We'll go teams. into record mode. Okay. No problem. There's 13 teams in the league. Um, next year, there will be 14, and they're spread all over New York State, um, from Jamestown over to Oneonta. You've got Albany, um, Saugerties. There's, there's us up north. So you've got teams from all over the state. So when you're playing for the Watertown Rapids, are you tra- traveling from place to place to place to place to place? Like, are these kids uh, we'll, like- actually, we'll, we'll never be overnight. Um, so all of our away games will be day trips. Usually they're staggered home game, away game, home game, away game. Um, and in our division, we've got three teams that are all within two hours. So, you know, we'll play them at seven o'clock at night. We'll be back at about midnight and then wake up, get our early work in and go do it again. And what happens at the end of the season and when is that? Is that like August? And then does, is there like a, a champion within the the league or anything like that or do you play other leagues or how does that work yeah so hopefully our season ends about august 6th or august 7th um regular season ends july 31st and there's four teams that um make the playoffs it's the three division champions and one wild card which is the remaining teams with the best record um and there's two best of three series so you're gonna have to win your your side of it and then go and win the entire pgcbl um, with another oh, wow. series, so it's yeah, it's a, it's a nice format. It's kind of like a professional series. It's a little bit shorter, obviously, but it gives them a cool feel. That doesn't sound competitive at all. <laughs> oh no, not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> That's a throwdown, right? Oh my gosh, I can't Absolutely. even. Absolutely. I I can't even imagine how competitive that must be. Really. Yeah. Yeah, and I think when we uh, when we kind of went through and filled our roster oh, cool. with kids, we know we've got kids with the right nature to do that too. So we've got a lot <laughs> of kids that are excited for it that, that are just as excited as I am. Yeah. Um, okay, before we go, and I know you have to go, but do you mind um, talking about maybe one or two more players, not Cam, um, but, you know, people <laughs> from the area or, um, you know, that, you know, that kind of thing. Do you want to talk about another couple couple people that you brought in? Because I think, I think it's, I think people really want to know the kids too. People want to Definitely. wrap their arms Definitely. around the players. You know, I'm excited for every single one of them. And I sit there and I go through probably a couple nights a week and mess with lineups, look at our roster. And, you know, I've got every, every little thing about it that I can go up with. And I'm excited about each and every one of them. Um, I, I can honestly say that they all have their own skill set that I think is going to going to kind of play together really well. Um, one that I am super excited about is uh, Andrew Bacon. He's a freshman at Northern Kentucky, um, mm-hmm. and I actually reached out to his coach to see if they had any players blindly. So I didn't know their coach. I just sent him an email, um, and they said we've got this kid who hasn't been placed yet, um, and they weren't sure what role he was going to have on the team and. I've been pleasantly surprised to see he's kind of won his own spot. He's hitting over 300. He's kind of become a kid that they throw out, 
probably three times a week he might be in last, he might be at short, he might be at third. Um, so it's been cool to watch his progression, knowing that he may not have had his spot one going into the season, but he's done his job to get there now. So that's that's something I'm pretty excited about. Awesome. All right. Thank you for that. Run support, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Defense. Lots of it. Lots of it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Anything else that we miss? It's been a joy having you on. I really thank you for being being on the show for an hour and spending an hour of your time and energy with us and teaching us all about Watertown Rapids and what it takes to be a head baseball coach there and an assistant coach at Cornell. That's really cool. And everything that you've gone through and, and are going to learn and journey it forward. I'm, I'm really excited to see, you know, like what are I, I have one more question for you. Just it's the nature of me. I'm sorry. Um, and I hate no ending problem. shows. Um, what are you, what are your 10 year goals? Take take me ten years out and tell me what where are you gonna be? I want to uh, know. So hopefully, that's cool. yeah, I I want to be a Division One head coach. Um, that's my yep. goal right now. Um, whether that's a ten year thing or a fifteen or twenty year thing, I'm not sure. But hopefully, hopefully, I'll be well on the track to make that happen at that point. That's awesome. All right, thank you for that. All right, anything else I missed? Are we all good? All good. All Thank great. you for having me. All great. Great. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much to Coach David Anderson for being with us and, and uh, all of you guys for listening and sharing the Best Ever You show. I hope you'll journey with us this summer. Uh, Watertown Rapids. It's watertown-rapids.com. It's part of the Perfect Game Collegiate League, which was what website again? It's pgcbl.com. Did I get that? Com. Okay. And correct. then I also noticed everybody's on Instagram. Is that correct? Did we shift they them are. over to Instagram? Oh, yeah. I love Instagram. It makes for some great funny videos and pictures and everything. Instagram is so awesome. So, um, and thank you again for being with us. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Take thank you care. very much. And um, you can tweet us at Watertown Rapids or at Best Ever You if you have additional questions. Um, and, again, that website is watertown-rapids.com. And we pre- appreciate you listening to the show. Take care, everybody, and thanks again to Coach Anderson. Thanks for listening to the Best Ever You show. Want more? Visit us at besteveryou.com. Be your best and keep it real. Confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.